Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. I get to play the breaking news sound effect out of the gate. A key Viking not showing up to voluntary workouts. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and I too will refuse to work out today. Hey, this is Arif Hassan with Pro Football Network. I'm streaming from a broken computer, so I cannot see my colleagues' faces, and honestly, I prefer that. All that and plenty more on today's Minnesota football party. Let's get into it. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings Insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. Welcome in. Happy Monday. It's the Minnesota football party on Locked on Sports Minnesota. I'm the host, Sam Ekstrom, covering the Vikings here for uh, Locked on Sports Minnesota, I guess. that's uh, That was super awkward. Let me start over. Welcome in. Happy Monday. Uh, I'm Sam Ekstrom, the host of the Minnesota football party on Locked on Sports Minnesota. Find me on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom. Joined, as usual, on a Monday by Arif Hassan, Pro Football Network, at Arif Hassan NFL on Twitter. Go get in his mentions. Also, Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL, Locked On Vikings host. He joins us every Monday and Thursday as well. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Plenty to discuss on this Monday. We've got some breaking news out of the gate that we will get to momentarily. I want your unpopular Vikings takes. And for Luke Braun, that might be all of them. I don't know. Yeah, for I was about re- to say. But- yeah. <laughs> most I'm kidding. Of mine too. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm, uh, I love Luke Braun's takes. Also, a little draft edition of Would You Rather that I'm going to make up on the spot, and we will spend $500 mythical dollars on FanDuel draft props. This is a draft-heavy show. We're also available in many different ways. Locked on Sports Minnesota is free on YouTube. We're free and available wherever you find your podcasts. And we are also on Amazon Fire Stick and Roku devices. But uh, we begin today with a little bit of this. I got to find the Jeremy Fowler tweet because my timeline has been overtaken by Jalen Hurts extension tweets. Uh, Jalen Hurts, now the most highly paid player in NFL history. Congrats to him. But Jeremy Fowler earlier, 56 minutes ago, tweeted, Vikings DE, Daniil Hunter is not expected to attend the start of Minnesota's voluntary offseason program. Per sources, the absence is likely due to his contract. He's set to make $4.9 million in the last year of his deal, well below market for a three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, then he adds, the Vikings value Hunter, who recorded 10.5 sacks last year, despite scheme changes. So it's possible something could be worked out on the contract front. So he's not exactly saying the Vikings and Hunter are working hard to resolve this contract issue. Um, And I think people do need to realize, too, that Hunter is playing for peanuts, that the cap hit is not the salary in this case. 
the cap it, I think is 15, eight, I think it's 15, uh, but he's making 4.9. So clearly well below what uh, a player pass rusher of his caliber is worth. And I think we're all very confused. We're all very confused as to what Daniil Hunter's future is. He's been in this spot now three consecutive off seasons without much resolution. Injuries have contributed to that. Uh, Captain Obvious by Fowler to say that despite scheme changes, the Vikings value him. You value Daniil Hunter in any scheme. But uh, Arif Hassan, I think that this is not a surprise that Daniil Hunter is is skipping voluntary workouts. But um, what's going to happen with this? The Vikings are going to get this thing done. Yeah, I think the Vikings will get it done. I find it interesting that Fowler in his tweet referenced him as a DE. Technically, I believe he's still on the roster as an outside linebacker. Probably doesn't matter. But <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, Whoever drafted will... that tweet has to answer. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, it is um, an interesting question because uh, his cash flow last year was $20 million, right? It, the nature of the restructure that made it such that he'd only receive $5.5 million this year was a product of him receiving $20 million last year. So I don't think it tells the full story to say that, you know, he's, he's making a paltry salary this year relative to his talent. Obviously I'd take five and a half million dollars, but I will say that that is an important part of the story that said over the course of this contract, his cash flow has, generally been a little bit less than what you'd expect for his production, which you could expect when that deal was first announced several years ago. So in either instance, I'm comfortable with him, um, you know, getting more money, but especially in this instance where uh, even though he got a lot of cash last year, he doesn't have a lot of security going forward and he doesn't have a lot of cash uh, in his name going forward. Plus, I mean, he just wants an extension, right? Like I think that, that I mean, he's going to be a free agent next mm-hmm. year. So uh, all of those make a ton of sense. An extension would allow the Vikings to reduce the cap hit this year of 13 million, even though again, he is only making five, um, but not a ton because there were several restructures that put him into this cap situation and cash situation. So you probably only be able to, to free up maybe about 4 million in cap space. But for the Vikings, that seems like a lot. You'd be able to push it into the next couple of years. Hunter, as famously, is still young, uh, and I think that uh, he's probably poised for a pretty big year after the past three years have been somewhat disappointing on a total number basis, but not on a per-snap basis. And they've also got $11 million dead next year wrapped up in void years. So if you're keeping track, that's $40 yeah. million dead between Kirk and Daniil, who are currently extensionless. Luke Braun, and, and your you thoughts? you can resolve that dead with an extension. You can. Yep, there, there's. this is a pretty easy problem to solve, I think. You just have to get Daniel Hunter to agree to something. And I think the goal for me, what I would look for in this contract, is let, let's get Daniel Hunter to agree to something that won't be a problem every year. Because we've been in this for two, three years in a row now of you know Daniel Hunter's contract, of him having an issue with his contract and having a, like a very justified issue with that contract let's just sign this dude to a real deal. He has earned it about four times over by now. Um, but they've, they've kind of had, let's just do a little restructure, a little roster bonus thing, a little, uh, you know, maybe provisional deal and all of that. The back injury from two years ago is kind of well in the past. And while there's always an, uh, a chance that it reaggravates, that chance is at, is stable. It is what it is. So, I don't know. Daniel Hunter's good. Let's keep him in the building for as long as we can. I, I think 
there's a lot of people that are going to look at a move like this and be really, really mad that it, like, oh, he's not, he's not being a team player. He's not going to the voluntary. Hey, it's, it is voluntary and it has to be voluntary. That, that is <laughs> right. Like, yeah. The <laughs> mandated thing that is, vol- he can, he can miss it because he wants to go to the Poconos. Like he can do whatever he wants. Um, and I, I want people to understand that like, this is one of the only negotiating leverage moves that a player has. He's trying to maximize his money and doing what is at his disposal to do that. Not only is that okay, I think more players should do it and be able to maximize what they get. Uh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think this be- can work out pretty easily if all sides are motivated to do so. Let's also clarify what off-season workouts is. This isn't even like light scrimmaging with shells. This is like stretching. This is like team bonding, team this stretching is like a, time. Like weight. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's get in the weight room together and hang out and we'll like we'll just like start getting you in shape. That's all this is. That's all he's missing. I think Daniel Hunter's probably in in pretty good shape. Knows how to take care of his body. Um, the Vikings have had like extremely good participation in these voluntary sessions over the years. Fans probably got pretty used to that, but uh, it's much to do about nothing to get upset over Daniil missing it. And even if he misses OTAs, provided that he's still on the roster, there's no big move involving him. I still don't think that would be a big deal either uh, if he doesn't have a contract. So defensive end average salaries, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Leonard Williams, Vaughn Miller. Those are the four DEs that would eclipse 20 million. Um, and I know it gets a little muddled because, like you mentioned, outside linebacker is kind of the the de facto position. But are we looking at 20 million on average? And if you go outside linebacker, by the way, TJ Watt, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Bradley Chubb. So you've got eight guys total at the DE OLB position um, that are making 20 million or more. And I presume that Daniil would want that. Um, at at minimum twenty million. Does that sound about right? Yeah, especially in this cap environment, I think that makes a lot of sense. Sure. And <laughs> not a lot of discussion there. Yep. And we did research, I, Sam. I, I yeah, I'm so bad at guessing contracts. Uh, yep, sounds fine. No, Whatever. I mean, I'll say like twenty million <laughs> sounded uh, at the high end of reasonable two years ago. There's no way in my head that twenty million doesn't make sense right now with this cap environment is the cap has gone up like 7% every year. So like, yeah. yeah. The the test here I think is, is the term because as we've seen with Quasi, he kind of lays it down at, at three years. Right. And, and Justin Jefferson would be the exception where you're not going to pull anything over on him. He's going to get the, the, the conversation with Jefferson is going to be, okay, we want six. No, we're going to give you five. Like that's probably the extent to which you have wiggle room with him. With Daniil, I could see Quasi and the Vikings pushing for three and six, three for sixty. You know, three years, twenty million a year, sixty million. Daniil wanting more. I think this, and he considering he's twenty eight with his injury history, that's probably a decent test of how like heavy handed Quasi and company will be at the negotiating table. Yeah, no, I, I think that contract length is gonna is gonna matter a lot. One of the things that so one thing that we should talk about is also that there is just generally a push for shorter contracts, not just in the Quasier. I think we've all noticed that there are shorter contracts with what Adolfo Mensa has been doing. 
But generally speaking in the NFL, there has now been a little bit of a trend towards that because the only way void years work is if the contract's under five years. And if everybody wants to do void years, that means they have to do extensions or contracts that are under five years because otherwise you cannot spread the signing bonus out over the course of those additional voided years. So if the Vikings want to save cap space by voiding the years and, you know, the last time I think it was the last time I was on the show, we talked about how you're basically borrowing at a negative interest rate when you use void years and dead money. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to do that, if you want to take advantage of that, that means uh, shorter deals. But the upside to that is that players are no longer being, I don't know, hoodwinked is maybe too strong a word, but players no longer have the fake assurance of the final two years of a deal that, that won't actualize. So uh, certainly Mm -hmm. I I think Hunter wants to push for more in order to get that security. But I think that ultimately the Vikings will probably be able to get a short-term extension done. Yeah. And if it puts, I I, I just want to clarify with void years, because void years can get people's heads spinning. Uh, the reason it has to be a shorter deal is because when you do the like signing bonus restructure thing, it prorates over a maximum of five years. You can't have a proration over six or seven years. It it tops out at five. So you can't have a five-year deal with void years. You won't prorate into those void years. You have to do like a three-year deal with two void years so you can correct um, yeah. spread that out. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. Yeah. Crystal clear, Luke Braun. Unpopular draft takes after... I tell you that we're brought to you by FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book, a Locked On Podcast Network partner, fanduel.com slash locked on, to claim your no sweat first bet. If you're a new customer, get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Timberwolves were eight and a half point underdogs last night, and they got shellacked. They did not cover whatsoever. Uh, but there were two underdogs in the Western Conference playoffs that did cover Clippers. Um and Lakers both covered. So pretty eventful NBA playoff opening weekend. Make sure you get in the action on the NHL playoffs as well, starting tonight at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The draft, uh, we need Luke Inman for the countdown, but I think I can do the math in my head. It is 10 days, 10 days until Ooh. the NFL draft. I want your unpopular draft takes. I mean, for 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 Luke, it's Hendon Hooker, right? And that's kind of my camp as well. But uh, and when I mean Luke, I mean Inman. I want your guys' okay. unpopular <laughs> draft takes. No, I'm actually yeah. having difficulty with these takes too, especially because like I think that a lot a lot of the takes that I had, which were half formed and not well informed, were lucky. Uh, luckily enough, turned out to be the kind of the the draft consensus, like disregarding the safety classes, anything interesting if you're looking for a traditional safety of any sort that ended up being kind of the consensus there. I think that, um, you know, we, we had our debate on Clark Phillips. So, you know, you, you, we I think we all kind of know that my take there is a little bit less popular than some others. Um, yeah, th- this one is is really tough. I think if we take a look at like wide receivers and stuff like that, I think that uh, Vikings fans, generally speaking, are overrating the wide receiver class. I'm not saying they shouldn't take a, a wide receiver one or in the first round, rather. Um, but rather that, you know, if you're going to grab a receiver for an offense that's going to be in two receiver a lot more often, that receiver is going to have to be effective in the run game, right? And so it's really tough to ask a Jalen Hyatt or Xavier Hutchinson or even a Zay Flowers, who I like, you know, 
to to be effective right in in that capacity even jordan addison who's the height i don't think he has the size though jordan addison is the height i don't think he has the size quentin johnston um was not very involved in the run game if i remember you know from what i'm watching even though he has the size uh and uh and you take a look like maybe cedric tillman from tennessee has kind of those qualities that you're looking for so it's it's really difficult to find a receiver that's going to fit the vikings offense so i think um while I, in theory, really like the idea of taking that receiver, I think that that's a good strategic move in a general sense. It would not shock me if the Vikings passed on a number of receivers in the first couple of rounds of this draft, assuming they have like mm-hmm. a second round pick or whatever, right? The first couple of rounds of this draft and taking somebody that we're a lot less excited by that we don't think has the ability to compete for a wide receiver two job with with um, KJ Osborne, who you know assures us that he's a quality receiver, and I believe him. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot I, I of think people that, came to his defense too. Yeah. Rightly Adam, so. He's a good player. Adam Thielen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see Adam Thielen. That's great. That's fantastic. Adam Thielen came. Yeah. yeah. Adam Thielen wow. jumped on yeah, it. He wow. All the Caleb way from Evans. Carolina. That's a the Vikings on, Twitter huh? account. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it's just, I, Unity. I don't, it's a good locker room. I don't, uh, I, I think it's very likely that a lot of these receivers don't fit what the Vikings are looking for. I'd love to be wrong. I'm really curious about kind of how the offense is going to evolve with any of these guys, but that might be a hot take. I don't know. Um, I like Keely Ringo more than all of these dudes do. Like everybody that, that, you know, we've brought onto the show that like, you know, Luke and Luke have talked about Keely Ringo, how they don't like them. I've talked to, you know, uh, on my podcast with uh, Thor Nystrom and Corey Kinnon and nobody likes Keely Ringo, but they all rank him. The consensus rank is still a first rounder. I'm going to trust the numbers on that one. The wisdom of the crowds. I think he's a good player. So maybe that's another hot take, even though saying a first rounder is good at the position he plays shouldn't feel like a person it's, like it's just like everybody is down on hendon hooker yet he keeps mm-hmm. on getting mocked to the vikings everyone is down in keely ringo but he keeps on getting mocked in the first round i don't know what to do about that yeah i think that there is pretty good cornerback depth and when you start talking about like cornerback seven i think someone like keely ringo just kind of falls through the cracks like people don't necessarily dig as far into someone who's a little further down the board they want to talk about joey porter jr and Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon, but uh, like Cam Smith, like that's another guy. I love Cam Smith. Cam Smith and is good. He's, he's so maybe, good. Yeah, he's like what the sixth or seventh cornerback in this draft, which is crazy. Um, here, speak. Let me springboard off of that. This is my unpopular draft take. I don't think it's criminal if the Vikings fail to address cornerback on the first two days of the draft. I don't. Um, I think that when you have who who is your starting three? Is it, uh, is it Booth, the, Evans, Murphy? The equation is not complete. That that my take is that a is is it like free agents dr- after the draft? Because they I will that, they need five players just to have a good camp roster. Yeah, like just to have enough you, dudes. You for are drills. not done adding. You are not done adding yeah, cornerback. You, you mean they need to and, add five players, right? They don't. They currently don't even have up to five. I think so. I believe they have exactly five players under contract at the cornerback position. And three <laughs> and and two of them are throwaways, right? Like two right, of yeah. them are two like them are futures campus. contract. But don't tell Tay Gowan that who also got in on the the oh. KJ Osborne. Beautiful. Oh. I that's yeah. that, okay. Cornerback Did, was he defending KJ Osborne or was Honestly, he defending no. himself? The himself. bulletin board, the like so Love confidence. Cornerbacks need confidence. We all yeah, we all know the original yep. instigator of this. He has created the bulletin board material for this team that will in the end prove him <laughs> do we, wrong. Do we have to credit him with like an additional, like does he get to earn like half I, a win this season? 
there there's because a lot of, that, of bulletin board material about people yeah out there especially people who are like really really high on Kirk Cousins basically saying that the Vikings roster is terrible and that's why you know right but and Kirk Cousins is like the only noticed, reason blah 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 all the players noticed one guy right so he's yeah. on because KJ Osborne board. got in <laughs> Yeah, drew their attention. So, so would we say that by motivating the team to become? Because this is my argument. When when Wentz was doing well, I was such a good hater that I was able to create an MVP season for Wentz. Um, Just so then I guess you have to, yeah, right. And so, like to be consistent, which we all know I strive to be, uh, (laughs) um, we we'd have to we'd have to give this guy like credit for at least half a win this season if they're doing yeah. pretty well i'm I'm not a believer in qb wins but blogger wins definitely right Blog- yeah <laughs> definitely yeah if we start Twitter, tracking blogger wins, wins we i think like you know how like the N- well i shouldn't say the nfl because the nfl still doesn't do that but pro football reference took uh all of the historical sack data from before 1982 and the nfl was counting sacks they went back or they took john turney who went back and counted sacks all the way back to 1960 we need to go back and count blogger wins so i can know my record since 2012 <laughs> i think you were a pretty big motivator much... for that 2015 team reef oh 100 that, that was yeah. the year that zimmer every single week zimmer would like walk up to the podium on a wednesday and rattle off all the reasons that the team allegedly wasn't going to win. He was so he was playing that card so hard, and I'm, I'm sure you were behind a lot of it. Well, okay, so was it was it against Carolina that Chad Greenway got a pick six on his birthday or something like that? Uh, That's me. Char- Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Oh, That's yeah, one hundred percent me. Yep. <laughs> Didn't Greenway go at you? I go what? at is pretty strong, but he did tag me on Twitter after the game. <laughs> He's like, how's that? Awesome. Was that pick six bad at football? I was like, guess not, bud. That's, guess it wasn't. That is fantastic. Um, man, we got off on that. So I was talking about quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, you, you were slandering Tay Gowan. Continue. All right. So <laughs> Tay Gowan slandered Talon Barnes, Kalan Barnes, the fastest guy oh, ever in the, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. combine. He's on the team too. Yeah. Like a four, two, two or something like that. They, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. Evans, if... Booth, Murphy, that's the whole room. There are no other so people Evans, with Booth a pulse. Murphy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and so I, I'm saying, you're saying it's not criminal if they don't address cornerback in the first two days. I'm saying it's not criminal because number one, you cannot assume that your rookies yeah. are going to help you in year one. That's the, and I think Quazy believes that Quazy does not draft to help you in the first year. I don't know. Maybe the first round. Well, maybe who is Ed Ingram then? Yeah. Ed Ingram did. It doesn't mean they can't, but it doesn't mean it's not part of your, your plan, not part of your team building. Okay. Yeah. They did. They did sign. Cause Jesse they had Jesse Davis and that yeah, was yeah. like, yeah. And Chris Reed. Like yeah. they, they had plenty of insurance. I don't know that Chris Reed was a genuine, but yeah, but fair enough. Yeah. Well, he was hurt. He was hurt. I, I think he, they expected yeah. Jesse Davis to start because they guaranteed mm-hmm. him a bunch of money. And then they gave he him void years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, they, they definitely did not think Jesse Davis like wouldn't make the team. Yeah, like, they were Rocky Yasin, guys him, Yeah. Rocky Yasin, Troy Hill, like you can fill your you can still go and find an outside corner. You can find a slot, and maybe they're waiting for like Dalvin trade money to clear things up or um, a restructure of 
Hawkinson extension. Like, I think that oh, the Vikings we, are we sitting talk, on. I moves. know, I know, Sam, that you have like a very like it's a very detailed schedule. We've got like the, we talk about the Dalvin trade thing for just like one second. Um, I didn't yeah. catch the Zach Hiller podcast appearance. I only saw the clip on Twitter, and then I saw a quote of that clip, but the quote extended beyond what the clip was, and I didn't go to find that podcast. But the indication from Vikings Twitter before, you know, we got distracted by KJ Osborne. Um, was that the way Zach Hiller was talking about Dalvin Cook was as if he was really confident that Dalvin Cook would no longer be in Minnesota. And he said something like, well, I can't talk about that yet uh, in relation to a question about Dalvin Cook or something like that. So yeah. um, do, do you think that that's meaningful? Also noteworthy, the the clip that was tweeted out spelled Zach's name wrong. So it's very trustworthy. So, so I, I just saw... <laughs> The clips on Twitter, like you, didn't okay. hear the whole thing. Um, so I will say this. I'm not sure that Zach Killer is the most credible spokesman of all agents in the NFL. I'm not sure you, that Zach Killer is the Would you take Dogra or Stiller? And I don't mean in a fight, because that's obviously Dogra. But if it's yeah. <laughs> like, which running back debate. agent? Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to see a Dogra-Stiller debate. That is so funny you bring that up. I hadn't thought of it, but yeah, the last two Vikings running backs have been represented by the most interesting human yeah, being. Yeah, I was going to use the word mercurial. Right? Mercurial, yeah. Enigmatic. Mercurial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems to me like Zach Hiller can't resist. Like, he can't help himself but to leave these breadcrumbs. Like, a different agent would probably, like Quasi, for instance, when asked, was very... He he said everything, but without saying anything, um, in a very GM kind of polished way. Which he's I don't had think... to learn, by the way, right? Like that's not mm -hmm. a skill he came to the Vikings with. No. <laughs> he yeah, put his he uses... up like three different times, right? I know. Yeah. It I know. ruled. Um, <laughs> solutions oriented. Like he may as well have telegraphed, yeah, we're we're looking for a, a trade partner. But Dalvin's agent, I don't think, has that polish. I think he couldn't resist wanting to tell the truth, and that just oozed out through the subtext of his of his quotes um so i think that it is meaningful that he's talking like that yes i don't i don't see the purpose of a smoke screen Bron, do you agree I, with that he will he is definitely because he does this with his other clients too um with who's the running back in baltimore dobbins yeah uh dobbins yeah jk dobbins uh he also represents zay flowers by the way and he will the the That's tone you know is always very is similar <laughs> yeah like the tone is always similar that my client is so good so good he'd be the best in the league if this team just didn't misuse him so much that's yeah. always the the narrative and that's a narrative he's pushing on purpose because he's trying to like hype up his client like sure um but you know you got to understand the perspective yeah i so when, I, he, when he says I, like he's been saying bad stuff about the Minnesota Vikings like since the Vikings drafted Delvin Cook this is not new yeah no yeah Zach like Zach Hiller's take is legitimately at least on his Twitter I don't know if he believes this in his heart but I kind of think he does that Justin Jefferson is bad for the team and that the Vikings passing to him is bad for the team and that Dalvin Cook is the real reason or the real Dalvin engine Cook, yes. The, yeah, there yeah. is a version of and, that and he will he'll go to any length like it does not have mm -hmm. to make sense 
Right. Yeah. I, he's taken it to it. But there was a version of that that Kevin O'Connell basically subscribed to this offseason when he was talking about the running game. I'm just going to put that out there, right? That, like, they're in a sense, <laughs> Kevin O'Connell said something, you know, if you squint yeah. the silhouettes, pretty similar. Is that, yeah, he said, Zach, if you you're absolutely right. Down. We are going to double down in the run game, just not with your. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like if you run, <laughs> if you run down. like a sentence through like three different language translators and then run it back in English. <laughs> That's the version we got back. <laughs> like through a coach and then an agent and then a blogger. And then what do they say on a podcast about it? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, blogger I wins. Yeah. Should I and text Zach right now? The, do it. <laughs> the like watered down version of it is that, you know, Hey, we we kind of our whole offense sort of ran too much through one person, and we would prefer more like diversity, which is way easier to defend than like Dalvin Cook's a better player, therefore the offense should run through him. But yeah, sure, right. you're on the yeah. same railroad track. One is just a lot further down it. I don't I don't totally understand the secrecy element. Like, if there is some kind of covert deal, I guess I don't know why it's not more in the open or why why they are. It, it could be it oh, could be conditional based off of like a yeah. pick, right? Like if Bijan is gone, that's or like, yeah. Or like, yeah. So if it's like Bijan, uh, Shane and Jameer Gibbs are gone by the time mm -hmm. X team picks in round two, right. Then that team is willing to pull the trigger and trade for Dalvin Cook or something along those lines. Right. And oh. uh, so if, if, if it leaks or you announce like, Hey, we've got kind of an agreement with, I don't know, the Bengals for a mix and cook swap. That actually sounds like a terrible idea. But, you know, if like, or, or I just picked a team at random. Let's solve right? no one's problems. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Cardinals, how about that? They always need a running back, yeah. right? I've got no idea. Did Chase Edmonds? Sure. No, they don't have Chase Edmonds anymore. But, who'd they um, get from Houston in the, or who'd they give to Houston? Well, they the gave terrible... David Johnson away. They, right? Yeah, David Johnson. That's right. Yeah. And, but I mean, frankly, it was not the David Johnson we remember from his rookie year, right? So, you know, like Arizona is like, yeah, you know, if the top of the third round, you know, these four running backs are gone, yeah, we'll do it. You can't like leak that they've got oh, like James a memorandum of understanding with the Arizona Cardinals because then people will try to trade ahead of the Cardinals and the Cardinals don't want that. They want the running back that they want in the draft. Dalvin Cook's a backup plan. Dalvin did yeah. win some kind of deep sea fishing competition over the weekend, though. Oh, I saw his, something about and that. His shoulder I saw, I saw, like, looked great. And fishing, and I was like, I. He was popping doesn't... the champagne bottle. He was spraying the champagne. Shoulder looked great, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, Zach Hiller said the same thing. You know, one of the reasons that Cook has not been able to produce as much as you might expect is that you know, and this happens to every player. You make sure to decide is that because the shoulder injuries, you know, subconsciously, you you always kind of find ways to enter contact in a way to kind of protect him. Now he doesn't have to worry about that. Killer yeah. said in this podcast right yeah he he held on to the champagne bottle too fumble issues are cured oh fantastic yeah Good how much does it put on is that the is, is it his real in shoulder like or is it which shoulder is that a takes thing? The that's, that's actually a great question because i um i have not done deep sea fishing. fishing a year ago i went deep sea fishing yeah. in a very similar like based on his story on instagram looked very similar to the kind of stuff i was doing trying to reel in a 250 pound fish is extremely taxing um you don't say so if he yeah if he had to reel that i mean that would be a real stress did you, test did you or, successfully reel in a 250 pound fish same 
Well, okay. Are we going down? We're going down this road. We're going down yeah. this fishing road. You open the you. Is, is, we, is there a complicated the answer to that question? Right. There yeah. is. Oh, yeah, we're here with this. All right. <laughs> this road. Story time. Okay. Story time. This is. Uh, <laughs> what happened to the fish? At, at the thirty-two minute mark of the show, I think this is a great time to tell you about the time that I went deep sea. It's fishing. deep so, off season. Let's go deep sea yeah, fishing oh, in the yeah. deep off season. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I vow this will take no more than two and a half minutes. Um, deep sea fishing off the coast of the big island in, in Hawaii with Captain Jeff Rogers. Captain Jeff Rogers is a grisly old son of a gun who had a you know a hard career. I think he was, I think he served. Um, he was like in the um, you know, in the military. He did like underwater engineering. He's this guy's seen some stuff, and now he's just you know he's got a charter boat and he's taking people fishing. So it's my turn. I, I'm in a group. It's my turn to reel in the next fish. Uh, we got one rigged up going for legitimate sharks. Like we've got like a gigantic rig going for like big, big fish. We get a bite. Okay. We got a hit. So I'm in the chair. Jeff Rogers is screaming instructions at me, swearing at me, MFing me up and down, telling me how a like bit of that in your life. Like imagine, imagine like a like, line coach. Imagine yeah. the worst trainer at the gym telling you to like, let's go, let's go, Braun, get that bar up. Come on. This was me I've trying to reel in the fish. Did you not hear my original, my, my open to the show? <laughs> you don't work. <laughs> so Braun I'm conceive of the analogy you've just built. So after a yeah, good 20 minute, 20 minute battle, we get we get the it's an oceanic black tip shark, two hundred fifty pounds it estimated. Get him to the edge of the boat. It's per, pretty pretty cool. Pretty. So cool. you didn't get the fish. So we, no, we get the fish to the edge of the boat. It's photographed. Right. It's videoed. Jeff Rogers is oh my god trying to pull like he's not allowed to bring the shark onto the boat. You like Google legally black he can't tip do shark that or something, Luke. Yeah, I, I Google imaged it. Damn, and. He pulls the line out of the water, try so like we can get a better photo. The shark thrashes around, cuts the line, and swims away as he was Beautiful. lifting it out of the water. Oh, now, Beautiful. video so I, I can evidence. See why you hesitated to answer off the bat? Because so vi- you were you were not allowed to like reel it in, reel it in. Shark cutting away was part mm-hmm. of an attempt not to bring the shark in, but to to hold him in. So that's totally different. I I get I get why you hesitated. Uh, Luke Inman authors the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter. Subscribe at LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters. Get all the latest draft uh, updates, top five lists, and links to other Locked On Draft content. So at FanDuel, if you guys don't have the link, I'll put it in the chat. FanDuel, they have... I, I, I spent like... 20 minutes coming up with a hot take, <laughs> but it's a fast one because we've already talked oh, about it. Oh, we got lot. way off track. Yeah. Oh my on. gosh. Yeah. Luke, what's your draft, draft take? take? <laughs> okay. Uh, so we've talked about it a lot already on this show, so I won't rehash it, but I would take Dorian Thompson Robinson before I took Hendon Hooker. I think that's way off by consensus. That is uh, way off by DTR is like, it's like scorching hundreds. Yeah, DTR's in the 200s. Yeah. Hendon is well, low. Are you waiting it for round? Like you're saying you'd rather have DTR in the no, fourth. No, both, were on, if in both the were on the board, I would. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, this isn't but, like why yeah. why would you take Hendon Hooker the third round when you could take TGR in the no. fifth round? This if, is like if, if I'm you're up at 87 and, and you want a quarterback, of, yeah, yeah, I'm taking DTR mm-hmm. over Hendon Hooker. Yeah, aren't they both? Look, old? they're both destined to be so NFL old? backups. I'm going to take the dude that can run around. DTR's oh. 23. Oh, DTR's twenty. That's not what the do you same like about realm him? of old. Then yeah, that's, a, that's old. Yeah. That's not the same realm of old. Both five year guys, yeah. right? Yeah, but Hendon Hooker is five years. Uh, like, and, like, what, 25? Yeah, and and I see, like, okay, yeah, he's they're both five-year starters, so they still have that same yeah, kind of idea the, of, like, the, why the aren't you better for me at this? And the reason, I, I get your reasoning for this. The difference for me is that Hooker has progressed over the course of his five years in college. DTR has not, at least when it comes to uh, you know, reading defenses, all that kind of stuff, right? I think that that's pretty critical. Man, and then I, I also, like how he reads defenses. I, I didn't watch anything from from like too many previous years, but I like how he. I, it's it's a weird offense. It's like post snap, you're it, reading a safety. It, 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 is, a very, it, it is a very weird offense. But I mean, they're both weird offenses, right? You kind of have to figure out kind yeah. of how how the quarterbacking works in like, those offenses. Yeah, and and both sides post snap are viable in the Chip Kelly one, but on the Tennessee one. It is determined pre-snap, which I think is a little bit easier to execute. I think the I think the Virginia Tech stuff speaks to Hooker pretty well, though, too. So, uh, in, at least in that regard. Um, so I'd say that. Where and then also, I would. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't pretend UCLA wasn't trying to recruit quarterbacks to get rid of DTR. <laughs> <laughs> He would have gotten benched, man. But um, yeah, I, I I just think that that Hooker's capacity for for doing quarterback things is higher. I think DTR is a much more exciting player to watch. Hmm. That is a hot take, man. Yeah. I need some of those. And, and I see both of them as 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 backups here. I think both these guys are definitely. No, 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 no I, under, I understand. Players. I understand. You're and you're projecting a backup role, yeah. not an eventual starter role, which is a different, I think, set of roles. Um, right. So it's. But, I'm, I'm taking. I think. I think it was on uh, your show. If somebody comp- comped him to like Tyler Huntley, yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about yeah. a Tyler Huntley Wait, backup idea. Show? And I think well, I would I'm spend a third round pick on that favor. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay, Sam, I think wants us to move along, but uh, man, I wish I had. I wish I had to take that hot. I, I don't know, Bryce Ford Wheaton in the second round if they had a second round pick. There you go. He's like a six round receiver. Oh, you Sam, love him. Play the noise. I like him a lot. Play the breaking you know news. That, you know how that oh. makes me smile. Um, this is here it. we go. Where the Star Tribunes Ben Gessling. The Vikings are adding a cornerback to their roster. They've agreed to terms with former Patriots corner Joe Juwan Williams. According to it. I think it's just Joan. Joan Williams. I, Joe. I no yeah. Idea. Silent J. Um, yeah. Joe I mean, could could I, have been more vindi- could I have been more vindicated within the course of this episode than I than I am right now? Yeah, you could have been more vindicated. Yeah, they could have signed a better corner. I All have right. no idea. Let's uh, tell me anything let's do, about him. I don't know. I've never. He's fine. He's like I, he's better than okay. On air, I love I love on air research more than anything in the world. All right. So Joe Juwan Williams. <laughs> this show with pacing and flow. Joe Juwan Williams was disrupted. Joe Juwan Williams got beat out by Joe all Juwan. three Joneses 
at cornerback on the Patriots roster. I'm not, he's not the world's best. All three Joneses. Does he make a team? Is he a, is he like a definitely going to make a team be a depth guy? Cause we need that. Or is uh, I, I think he could get beat out by a draft pick, but certainly I think that he's much better than, um, than Tay Gowan and Kalen Barnes again. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't. Wrong. So he didn't play last year. Why didn't he play last year? Hurt the whole year. Looks like I he mean, didn't play wanna, at all. Do you want to do like a or, NBC Sports Edge Joe Juan Williams? I'll tell you everything. Yeah, suffers season-ending injury in August. So, guys. so he didn't lose his job. He was hurt. So oh, we've already debunked. Hundred percent was losing his job in the depth on the depth chart. It was um, Malcolm Butler who lost his job due to injury. Joe Williams was going to lose his job to Jack Jones. Okay, so th- so in three years, he played 506 snaps, no more than 254 snaps in a year. He was basically a rotational or depth corner for New England. 25 years old, former second-round pick. This feels like high upside. I'm guessing it's a super low contract. Um, but based on the outlook, he probably makes the team. Yeah, again, I think he could get beat up by draft picks if the Vikings draft uh, a player in round one. In round four, I could see John Williams losing his spot. But um, I, I think it's a good ad. Interestingly, wide, boundary corner, boundary corner. Yeah, interestingly, he uh, he doesn't meet the kind of the quasi 10 split thing, right? He ran a 1.64 second 10 split, 4.60 40 yard dash. But his agilities are out of this world. So for a guy, for a lengthy guy, so he's six four, thirty two and a half inch arms, incredible length, right? Which uh, can help make up for speed. Um, for a length guy, he ran a six nine two three cone on a four point oh seven four point oh seven short shuttle. That's crazy. It's one of the fastest short shuttles for a six two guy ever, and he's six four. So he's is he something. true six four? Like legit measured six four. Uh, he measured six, three, and five eighths inches at the combine. Whoa. The yeah. Yeah, not like not like he's six two and they list him at six four. He's like closer to six four than he is six three. With um, 32 and a half inch arms. Had a huge game against the Jets last year. Had a Passerini against of 130, which is a little high. A little love high. That. A little. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, again, I mean, th- so last year played and it looks like he missed some time as well, played about 20 to 30 snaps a game um, in, I assume, a rotational role for Belichick. Um, I like it. Uh, and sorry, this wasn't last year. This is two years ago. Coming off an injury, high upside, probably very, very low commitment. This is fine. This is fine. I still feel vindicated. Um, and I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done yet. I think they've got more work to do. They literally can't be unless they intend to draft like five cornerbacks. And it's not to say that you can't still find a contributor in round four, a Caleb Evans. You know, like I, I think that this is such a good cornerback class that uh, you might be able to find someone early in day three that could be like at least your CB4, CB5. We've got. I shouldn't have told the fishing story because now, yes, now we're behind. I've got no, vol- see, that's funny. unlike Daniil, unlike Daniil, I'm showing up to voluntary workouts today. So I got to go. I got to get to that. 
in closing, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to hold a couple of these draft-related activities for Inman when he comes back. Because I know Inman would love the FanDuel draft props. Yes. We're going to spend some, some money yeah, on FanDuel. Um, let me let me hit you with a would you rather, though, in closing. So would you rather get a quarterback? You get the quarterback you want. It's not Stroud. It's not Young. But you get the quarterback otherwise that you prefer. But that's okay, it. I get Richardson. Great. That's all you add. That's all you mm-hmm. add in this draft. Nobody else in the draft. Or you don't get a quarterback. You make your picks. You have a normal draft. And you probably add a couple pieces that can play this year. Which route are you going? Quarterback. Yeah, I think I slam the quarterback. Yeah. If, if I get I to like, have it be so Luke Anthony takes Richardson. DTR with he takes DTR in the first <laughs> yeah. round. Yeah. No. At the eighth Lucky's overall pick. yeah so so would i rather have Uh, like anthony richardson or like my ideal 95th percentile draft which has like like deontay banks and i guess bryce ford weatherspoon now (laughs) now that i put that take out there um and uh and like some of the offensive linemen i like the linebackers like and stuff like that but like i get deontay banks in the first round i get you know the receiver i like in the third or fourth round i get the guard that i like i get the edge rusher that i like that kind of thing right um yeah, I take the quarterback. The impact on wins is tremendous. And you get to know earlier whether or not you need to draft a quarterback. I, just, I think that that is value too, right? Like if if in – so you move on from Kirk Cousins in 2024, you know, your guy, in this case, Anthony Richardson for me, plays 2024, doesn't do well, 2025 doesn't do well. You can move on because you've had three years of him, right? Two years playing, but three years of him in the mm-hmm. building, right? Yeah. You move on and draft a quarterback in 2026. If you don't, you end up in 2024 with a team that does not have a lot of draft capital to move up for a quarterback. Right. Um, And so you might not be able to draft a quarterback until 2025. Right. And then you get, you move on in 2028, 2029. Yeah. Take answer. If Hendon hooker, let's take the Vikings out of it. Do you think that Inman and I will ultimately be validated if Hendon Hooker goes in the first round to somebody, like, do you think that is this all smoke around Hendon, or do you think he goes in the first round? I would I think be it's smoke that's coming the from round. the Vikings. <laughs> I think the Vikings are the the team. That's, they are. I think they're going. Look, guys, they are Hendon Hooker. We definitely won't trade up. All right, you don't need to worry about it, Tampa, Washington. No, don't worry about us. We'll take Hendon Hooker. It's fine. I think the call is coming. And, from, the psyop is coming from inside the house. And from FanDuel, by the way, um, and I'm actually just seeing this, Quentin Johnston is favored to go to the Vikings. Um, but on also, FanDuel? so... There's like three FanDuel. players that are favored to go to the Vikings. But so it's is really Hendon Hooker. Nobody knows oh, okay. Hooker. I, was like, I only saw Hendon Hooker was favored. All right. Hooker, and it's it's tied. He's tied with Draft the Seahawks props are so broken, man. Um, yeah. There's some... Yeah, it's actually a pretty fun selection right now at FanDuel. Check it out. They've really beefed up their possible draft props you can go first player at like each position which team takes which player uh which position the teams take it's good stuff so Fanduel. tanner mckee was a top 30 visit but as far as i can tell hendon hooker was not question mark yeah and i don't think that matters a ton because sometimes that's that in itself is a smoke screen yeah to maybe. bring someone in for a top 30 no no yeah i mean the vikings never talked to eric hendricks or harrison smith before they drafted him i get it but yeah Different front office, though. Different. They won't talk to somebody like Will Levis because they don't have to. Because like O'Connell already knows everything he needs. I think to they know. already did too. Um, at the combine. Oh, All right. 
Um, I love the breaking news. Juwan Williams is a Viking. I'm going to voluntary OTAs, despite my contract situation. I'm going to show up. Uh, that's a reef. That's Luke. Tomorrow, that snowy forty time down. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> that's great. That's a good bit. Um, Luke Braun, Arif San, thank you very much. Tomorrow, Luke Inman joins for the draft edition of the show on the Minnesota Football Party on Locked On Sports Minnesota. So long.